What's up, world? It's Cameron Ra here on the Upgrade America podcast with CJ the Day Slayer. We're all over the place. Oh, and my new friend, Royalty. <laughs> cameo over here. But, um, we're kind of going to be all over the place on a couple different subjects today. I, CJ, you mentioned you wanted to discuss Amazon. Yeah. Like, what? Like, how big they are? Or. Yeah, just basically, they're, it's getting crazy. Like, oh, first of all, thank you to all the listeners, subscribers, international, domestically. Yeah, yeah, we true. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Comment, let us know what you think. But, um, yeah, I, I, something caught my attention. I shared it with you on Twitter about how Amazon is getting into defense and law enforcement. And I was like, then yeah, I started. I mean, like they actually have real um, like guards or they're do- doing it like a digital way. Because my understanding stuff. is Amazon's um, facial recognition software, law enforcement is depending heavily upon this to uh you know conduct investigations but but what is could you uh clarify on what amazon's doing with uh, more of law enforcement okay so it has soon to be rewarded contract to provide cloud computing services to the department of defense okay so that i can totally see are you familiar with amazon web services yeah, you've mentioned it before, but I'm not. AWS is pretty cool. Believe it or not, they make up like, I believe it's 58% of Amazon's revenue. Everyone thinks because Amazon is threatening retail, that that's yeah. where they make the majority of their money. But it's really coming in through AWS. Now, you know how we're becoming more data-centric, where we have more devices, more things are connected to the internet? They all need to be stored somewhere. So yeah. Amazon is taking that, uh, they're taking that route to storing this data. Now, you're talking about 5G internet, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a thousand times faster than what we currently have on the market. So a thousand times faster means far more data. So the Department of Defense, think how much, you know, NSA, everything along that nature, in gathering intel, gathering a lot of data, they need somewhere to, to store it and somewhere to process it. So I can totally see them getting in bed with, uh, and I believe they already are. They actually have a uh, classification for government use of uh, Amazon Web Services. But are they doing anything beyond that? Um, That's the biggest thing I saw so far. I'm just kind of reading through this article real quick. We're not going to bore you with too many details. But oh, just like you were mentioning, Amazon Web Services Division generated more than $25 billion in revenue in mm. 2018. But you want to hear something that's uh, funny about that? Okay. Because they make so much. Everyone thinks, again, that Amazon's main thing is like the whole retail, you know, buying stuff online. But because they're making so much money on AWS and their other services, they can afford to do predatorial marketing. And for people who are unaware of what that is, it's pretty much it's uh, you can set prices so low that they will starve out the competition. Mm, I've seen that. I've and read it's it. It's like they have the leverage to do that, and they are. And here's the thing. 
we're in a capitalist society mm-hmm. and it's like are we capitalist to an extent or just capitalist uh you know all the way because this is the epitome of capitalism i am not against amazon i i like their services the two-day shipping is what's up and they're taking the initiative to give the consumers what they want lower prices everything along those natures but um you already know where it's gonna go the data right and they have a lot of leverage and control my 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 bone to pick with amazon is taxation we have to come to some sort of agreement to where we can you're making a lot of money we need to even though you're dealing with zeros and ones bits information digital stuff like that you know we still got to find a way to tax that so um, we can interject that back in the government this is my thing i don't disagree with the benefits of amazon and you know how i am about technology in the future and like i'm just a little apprehensive about some things just on a more of a civil liberties like privacy thing which you and i go back and forth we basically have no privacy anyway but because really consider really consider your device right Mm -hmm. when you go on you're going to post something on on instagram for the first time what does it say instagram would like access to your what photo doesn't say just one photo it means all your photos it has access to all of that and um you're gonna have to come to terms with it. I know it's hard, man. Either come to terms with it, or, or don't play ball with with technology. Cause I know it's, it's uh... you can't have um. It seems you can't have privacy with it. Or what? What do you think? Well, I'm a little conflicted because if they're getting in bed with the Department of Defense, and like I was reading an article, and they they already own the Washington Post. Yes. Or so you control the narrative for media. That's scary because think about it. You own Whole Foods, mm-hmm. right? Now you're in defense. So you got to think of cybersecurity, cyber terrorism, corporate espionage on top mm-hmm. of that because you know all these other companies like Microsoft, all these other companies are going to be hating on that situation. Um, you know, China is constantly with the cyber terrorism. That's one thing I will say, like, I learned in my little bit of foray with. Um, IT is like, it's constant, 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 like trying to hack, do all this stuff. Of course, Russia. Um, those are the things, cause it's like everything. It's like you got, and then I think about the civil liberties on American citizens. Like if they already know all your preferences. So say you're doing research for a paper or something, you buying certain books that trigger certain things. Okay. Where you already linked up to law enforcement, you already linked up to the FBI and all these other agencies already now. Like, how does how do you live a normal life knowing that this one entity can basically destroy you with a couple of clicks? In a way, move pretty delicately. But um, so what do you? Pro- Clearly, um, you have some concerns. Like, what would you do differently? Like from a legislative perspective or internally, like mm. working if you were working in the company. That's the part I'm grappling with because it's all innovation. It's all like customers want it. Um, 
I really don't have an answer for it. I'm still wrapping my hand or my head around all this that's happening so fast. And it's been like very fast with the acquisitions of all these things. And it, the one thing I can give kind of credit to Barack Obama is that he would stop these big mergers. They really like put a pause on these big mergers and acquisitions with these major corporations. They didn't necessarily stop, but they definitely paused and made people like, all right, listen, this is becoming a monopoly. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like now it's just the wild, wild west, basically. But um, I, I wanted to go back to uh, the Washington Post now. Does Amazon own it or does Jeff Bezos own it? Uh, good Why question. I guess they pretty much the same. I, I mean, Jeff Bezos is the owner of Amazon, no, right? Amazon is a publicly traded company. So gotcha. it's like its own entity. Mm-hmm. But whereas if an individual owns it, it's kind of different because Amazon's publicly traded, they have shareholders. And the gotcha. shareholders are kind of involved in some of that decision making. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Jeff is just call, calling the, the shots, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, does, does, do you know if he owns it or if Amazon? Ah, uh, let me look it up. I just, I remember they acquired it, I want to say, last year or this year, earlier this year. Okay. Last year. It, you're right, it might be Amazon. I think, I think it is Amazon. Um, okay, I'm going to just look it up real quick because you asked. I mean, what do you think of this whole situation? Do you have any concerns about it or is it just the nature of being in America, capitalist society, technology? Well, that's my concern. You have, when you're talking about super mega corporations and even uh, getting into defense contracts, why mm-hmm. I asked you earlier on if they were providing like personnel or if they were just providing technical services, mm-hmm. I asked because pr- providing personnel would mean like, say Amazon got into physical security. Now they're mass producing security guards. They would have one of the largest privately owned militaries. Mm, I, I got think about having digital cyber supremacy. Because here's here's a fun fact that I learned about Amazon. Okay. Because so much of Netflix, like all these, oh man, it was just countless, like uh, companies that were hosting their stuff on Amazon. When Amazon service went down, they said practically the whole internet went down. For like nice. one day because so much was being stored on mm-hmm. on amazon they said they they almost said like aws is the internet if aws goes down practically the internet goes down but that put a lot of things into perspective but what i was saying is like an organization that had digital supremacy mm-hmm. and also had like physical security supremacy and then they're also getting into food and other facets it could be it could very well rival for the the u.s government not saying amazon could now but i mean you know it that's a scenario that that could exist and where do how do you separate it because again it it brings me back to this conundrum whereas a company can own all this right Mm -hmm. but is there a limit on how many companies an individual, a person, you. Mm. Like, you can have as many companies as you want. Mm-hmm. And I know there's limitations to, like, to where an individual company can, but, again, let's use the scenario. Amazon's over here, but 
Jeff could buy up this company, this company, and that company. Uh-huh. And it's still not like under a parent company, but it's one individual with control. Like, I don't know. How does that work? Man, you raised some good questions. I like that perspective you brought with the physical security because it wasn't an aspect I was thinking about because I know most of this stuff is digital. Mm-hmm. I am very aware of that. It's more we're more on a digital warfare warfare front and like defense. That and all. seems to be where it's going. Um, that's a good question because when you start dealing with multi billionaires and like for the privilege in America, we can say globally, but we'll just keep it to America. But um, there's so many ways and loopholes to shift stuff. Like an individual, like you said, can own a bunch of stuff, but then the company can own a bunch of stuff, but they can be also separate if they set it up properly. Is there a different, like a corporation, you ever heard the term corporations are people? Yes, yes. Like they have, they accrue their own cur- their own credit, like, and they, you know, they have their own tax identification number, the EIN. But they're trying to they're trying to overturn it. We're gonna have to have another podcast on these landmark cases mm-hmm. that the Supreme Court has on the docket for 2020. I mean, landmark decisions in the Supreme Court, whether to be think amended or. Uh, revised or something like I think Roe versus Wade with the abortion I think um, I think Citizens United might be on the docket Electoral College there's a lot of stuff on the docket I happen I'm to catch very it. curious to see how that Electoral College will turn out mm-hmm. um, it had some other stuff too but that's going to be a separate podcast definitely yeah yeah indeed because I, I, I would have to do some research on that myself absolutely um Medicine credit, but mm-hmm. uh, I suppose I'll take this soapbox to just explain my credit story. Yeah, go ahead, man. You were pretty pissed off about it, rightfully so. Like, tell me what happened. I was a bit perturbed, and so it was like, you know, running presidential campaign and whatnot, it, it costs, you know, so mm-hmm. why not get credit? And so, evidently, I'm guessing I got a Capital One card in the past. And I mistakenly got a credit one card this time. Okay. And, uh, man, when I tell you, off the rip, before I even, I didn't even get the card. I didn't even physically get the card. Mm-hmm. They're telling me that someone has stolen my card from evidently from my mailbox or something like that. And also the thief has acquired the last four of my, my social security. And that's how they activated the card. And then they racked up $800 worth of charges. Right, and um, what else occurred? So, doing some research with Credit One, and and I encourage everyone out there to never apply for this card. You get um, the interest; it's incurred mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. So even if you paid it off like right away, you'd still owe like I believe it's like twenty five percent interest or something ridiculous like that. And they're saying because the investigation takes about 60 to 90 days, I will have to pay that. Even though I didn't make these charges, even though I didn't even get the card in my hand yet, they're saying I have to pay these uh, these charges and the interest and all that good stuff. I said, I'm not paying a dime and I will be using social media to, um, to explain this this fraud and this scam. Like, like I find it hard to believe that a thief had obtained my social security number, 
mm-hmm. and infiltrated my mailbox and knew the exact day that the card was arriving to make these charges. So I'm calling BS. Yeah, that's tr- yeah. that's trippy. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's too. Um, I did some more research, and there's a lot of people who are disgruntled with Credit One. Mm, I had them back in the day too. I'm glad I got rid of them. I paid and them. It's like uh, 160 bad reviews for every good review that's uh, out there for for Credit One. They have like these ridiculous annual fees. It costs ten dollars just to pay a ten dollar fee. So it's twenty dollars to pay pay a fee. It's um. Here's what you gotta consider. Mm-hmm. While it may seem unethical, may seem sleazy, may even seem scandalous, mm-hmm. these uh, corporations are operating within the confines of the law. That means they're they're not doing anything illegal, but mm-hmm. they're preying on the consumers and they're leaving them with you know with the bag of lead holding the bill, and, and that's that's totally unacceptable. And in times where I think the worst crime that you can do is is prey on the weak and that's what the that's what these predatory uh credit card companies seem to do and i vow Mm -hmm. on my campaign promise i would i will use the power of cryptocurrencies to squash these uh corporations Mm -hmm. but let me get off my soapbox man what are your thoughts on on that I was going to ask you, how would you combat this? Because we do have a department of, what is it, uh, Consumer Protective Services, mm-hmm. a certain sector of the government. I think Elizabeth Warren was like one of the uh, spearheaders of that movement or something in Barack Obama's administration. They were getting a lot of good work done. I don't know about now, I haven't kept up with it. I but would like to remember we discussed before about terms of agreement and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. We need brevity and transparency, clear Absolutely. and concise terms of a, an agreement. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I don't have time to go to law school and to uh, pass the bar in order to understand these terms. Spare me the legal gabble and jargon and say, mm-hmm. hey. We're taking your data and we're gonna flip it and you ain't getting a penny of it. Just be real with them. And say, you know, like really break down the terms of the agreement. And it should be the same for credit cards and, and other uh, things of that nature. Like we, the people are essentially the consumers. Mm-hmm. And it seems we live in a society that's protecting the, uh, the corporations who prey on them rather than the people who make up the should uh, you know give power to the government they uh they, they deserve that power and protection so would you do like an executive order saying hey so now everything gotta be layman's terms basically for terms of agreement or um is that possible i don't, I don't know that because be... that's what i'm trying to think uh, how an executive order would work with that and another thing is it's temporary mm-hmm. i i look at executive orders kind of like band-aids because they can be like kicked out as soon as the next guy comes in the office. So yeah. um, that's something to consider. Let's let's see what um what Google has to say about. I'm not gonna Google the exact same thing, but let's. What is an executive order? Oh, Bezos. I guess he bought it to. In 2013, 
as a side note, um, the Washington Post. Okay, so what's an example of an executive order? As an executive order may be issued for any domestic policy issue as long as it does not step on the toes of Congress powers under the Constitution. For example, an executive order cannot be made to regulate interstate commerce or commerce with other nations as its power is reserved for Congress. Okay, so I guess it's like you can do, I don't want to say do anything, but Congress doesn't regulate. And I know Congress has a lot of control over money, particularly where taxation So I don't... No, uh, I think that would be a great campaign initiative, to be honest. Are you tired of having, like, our laws? All that stuff should be, we should really revise everything to where people can understand it. Well, going on the laws, that's why I really would like that app. Not quite Twitter, you know, like, uh, some, I consider everything on Twitter unofficial. Like, it's, I want something built, like from the official statements from the government can be can be uh, presented or posted here. Particularly laws, like hey guys, we're going to make I don't know, make something. Um, uh, what's a good idea? Uh, I wish I had a good example to use. Okay, but instance, just... let's use that uh, the expedited execution for. Okay. The- who are doing these mass shootings. Like, okay. I think that would be a way to get real-time data on how people feel. Here's where they're going to hate because I want people to register with their state IDs. So you have real people who are essentially voting or giving real-time feedback on mm-hmm. issues of that nature. And that's a great, I think that would be a great way to have more transparency and real-time, like, hey, so, I, I like the idea. I think the implementation would be tricky, but I think the way to do it is like through voter registration with that app. Since mm-hmm. that's a natural like thing. When you, yeah, when you go get your driver's license or you register to vote, like mm-hmm. you include it in that. That should be, it should be more seamless and say, and then explain like you were saying, hey, with this app, you have to put in your idea and everything, but you get updates constantly on bills, laws, like everything in plain I think that would be cool. The only thing, and I would forewarn the people, is don't go on there talking reckless and crazy because this is a fish, it would be official tissue. Like, that's yeah. not like, oh, I'm like young killer shooter guy on Facebook. No, this would be your real government, you yeah. know, thing would be. You would, I think you would have to put some kind of anonymity. Uh, I'm saying it wrong. Yes. Why? Just in. Um, okay, for maybe for public person. polls. Yes. For public polls, yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about if you're, if we give people the, the, how do you say, the ability to comment on threats. I, I think would be straight up and down. Like, if you. I would think you because might. Because here's the thing. That's the last thing I want is yeah. internet trolls, on yeah. anonymous internet trolls on a, a, a public uh, government funded application. Like people talking their, their rhetoric and BS. I ain't got time for that. 
Like, I want people who have real constructive things to say about bills and how to improve and where the country should be heading. These are the people who I want to hear. And if you have the balls to talk all your BS, well, yeah, advise. Like, FBI is going to track your ass. But I was going to say, yeah, like, maybe set it up to where you you avoid that altogether. Like, you just yes or no or whatever. Like, you don't leave room for comments, per se. Or do you want that feedback? I want that feedback. OK. I was just kind of wondering. Particularly, because here's the thing. Like, we see how effective Twitter is. Yeah, very official. And it's influencing people, politicians, and people across the world. So people saying their remarks, their true words, their true feelings, like particularly on, um, how do you say, the nature of war. Mm-hmm. Like, um, our, and God forbid it, it would occur to that, but people all, all feel some type of way about that. And that could sway, uh, you know, an official's opinion based on, uh, you know, the, the constituents, how the people feel. So I got a question. Do you think like Supreme Court justices and Congress and stuff like really look at social media and take that a part of their consideration when making some of these decisions. I can tell you maybe like senator. Yeah. They're human beings. So if they're any type of uh when you when you see from AOC to the sitting president, like they're on their phones, they're on their Twitter, they're on their social media. So you can only assume if they're you know that they're getting it. I heard an interesting theory about. Have you ever heard of this the show Fox and Friends? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. Someone did a study mm-hmm. on the content of Fox and Friends and the president's tweets. Clearly, there's a correlation. Which uh, people have the, the the theory that they are mm-hmm. almost like his advisors because mm-hmm. they. And then the president tweaks on them, and there's uh, there's actually some data backing that up. But mm. I just I just thought that was interesting. Well, um, I can also throw this out there. I've seen it to where I've seen people bring up the fact that both parties have these um, talking points that everybody reverberates to keep both parties on message, whatever their message. So it's disseminated. Like or polarized it's, to keep them. Yeah, like I, I've I've heard that a lot from people, oh. like independent resources and stuff. I mean, uh, sources. I hate that, and I and this is why I'm really like, uh, how do you say? I don't want to say putting the filters on, but I'm being really delicate with what I observe. My understanding is the Democrats are pushing a racist objective, mm-hmm. and our social media and just the constant bombardment of these images, it can really skew that perspective. And yes, racism exists, indeed. It's, it's alive and we need to quell that. But um, I think there's a way that rallying up that hatred for, you know, by using the fear of racism and everything, that's, mm-hmm. I can see that on one side. Now with the, the other side, they're all over with the what they're pushing mm-hmm. um, isolationist ethnocentrism yeah ethno or um, what's the other one just for like the country centric it's it's another term for just your country nationalism 
Yeah, I guess you could say yeah, nationalism, like isolationist policies. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Okay, I totally agree. We gotta secure the border. However, we do need to keep up relationships with uh, with Mexico. Is that mm-hmm. the is that the Tamron one? Huh? Is that the Tamron one? What are you talking about? It's soda. What? What you drinking? Oh no, this is quick. This is a uh, Bohemian beer. Oh man, I was thinking this was something else. Nah, got a hot. Nice tasting beverage there. It's a it's a light lager. Well, not light. Um, we gotta bring more people into the country, but we have to account for them. And I think that's the biggest uh, concern. But here's the thing: when once you account for them, you can't necessarily permit them to be paid below minimum wage, and that's kind of counterproductive to the whole reason of bringing in the legal. So, what do you do with that? Like I said, streamline the process. We got one of the hardest processes for citizenship I heard and I've read somewhere I've heard in the world. So I would say streamline it. It's inevitable. Like this is our country. That's the strength of our country. And it's also like kind of like a weakness like you and I have spoken about is diversity and immigration. Like that's the core strength of our country. Um, But it's like, I just want to interject, like, when you're looking at portfolios and everything else like that, one of the biggest things that financial advisors say is what? Diversify, diversify. And yeah, they mean that for assets, but also for, you know, diversified culture means you have diversified industries and um, Mm -hmm. room for to thrive. And I think that's why America is so unique. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Oh, no, I'm I'm just listening. Like, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think the challenges between, and I hear this probably from the right more, is like, if we're going to bring in, say, immigrants or whatever, make sure they have a skill. Yes, I totally Um, agree with that. And a lot of countries follow that same thing. Like, Germany, you can't just come over there and be like, hey, I'm just coming here to move. Like, nah. What are you going to do to provide to our economy? How are you going to assimilate and be a productive member of our country? And I totally agree with that. In the Upgrade America, the handbook, uh, I mentioned that. Like, I want to have a test. More or less, I would consider it the golden ticket, like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Mm -hmm. If you pass this test, then you and your limited family would be permitted entry for it. And as the campaign slogan is, Upgrade America, I want it to be a technical, technical, mechanical, things of that nature. And that's why I think, um, excuse me, that, um, you know, as you supporting your idea that we need to screen people for technical skills and these people should have priority because it is a matter of national security that America has cyber supremacy. And the constant bombardment of cyber attacks from China, Russia, North Korea, and beyond is um, it's a looming threat. And this is the one time I agree with you. It's taken to towards whoever gets the most sophisticated AI and sure. quantum computers, and we need to be on top. Trump got a space force. I want my cyber force. Cyber command is cool, but I want an entire force dedicated for cybersecurity. You know, it's weird. When the first announcement of the Space Force, I was like, yeah, that's not it. But I'm like, we got the Air Force for that, though. 
but then you get you you downsize NASA, so it's like, well, why is that what occurred? Did NASA get downsized because of the Space Force, or did they merge? I feel like they downsized NASA. They don't want to pay the money. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. I, this is my opinion. Um, but also the rising competition of SpaceX, like Elon Musk and uh, Richard Branson and all these other entities, I think that's what caused the government to shift to, all right, we got private doing all the space exploration. Why are we going to waste money towards it? Well, hold but, on. Hold that thought because you brought up okay. a very good point. So okay. Elon Musk, SpaceX, what is it? Uh, something Blue Origin. Yeah. And, and there's... So private entities are going to space, but now they have this thing called satellite killers. There's mm. weapons that can kill satellites. And you already know, like, everything is connected via satellite, you know, even uh, defense oh. weapons, things of that nature. So this is something we have to uh, maintain space supremacy as, as well, because what goes on up there can clearly affect what goes on down here, as above, so below. But um, that's I see the need for for that space force. But it's just like um, is NASA not permitted to like do military operations? I don't know because I know Air Force is very tied to NASA, obviously. Jeez. So most I think most astronauts were Air Force officers, if I remember correctly. And there's also what um, Cape Canaveral. And yeah, down it? here. But a lot of the privates launch out here too at Cape Canaveral. A lot of them do. I, I forgot how many. Like aerospace is one of our biggest industries in Florida, actually. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I totally agree. we need space supremacy, but we also need cyber supremacy as well. And uh, the two kind of work hand in hand mm -hmm. because it could very well be that. And everyone says World War Three would be with nukes, but World War Three could very well be with uh, on the end. Yeah. Something like a arm space. <laughs> oh man, we covered a lot in this one. Um, it really was man, mixed bag of nuts. Sir. It was a great episode. Yeah, I think we'll leave it there, and then you know, go from there. That's all I got. Everybody, thank you for hanging out with us on the Upgrade America podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's been a journey, man. <laughs> it's only getting better and better, but that's again, right. Thanks for this time for hanging out. And if there's anything you'd like to hear us discuss, any questions, anything like that, just hit us in the DM, hit us yeah. in the comment, or what have you. Well, peace. Peace. Boom, wrap that up.